Welcome to the Phase World Podcast. Engaging conversations that cross the boundaries between business, art, and the digital world. do I figure that out? And I think that's completely unique to every single business. You have to figure out your own path, your own phases. Am I ready? Is this the right time? Do I have the audience that I need in order to make this transition? Is this something that I'm passionate about and that I want to do? I think you have to get really honest with yourself. where you are kind of like in your business laying out an overall journey and an overall path is definitely a great idea but also being flexible about it and knowing that life is going to happen okay and there's things that you can't control is definitely uh, something to keep in mind Hi, everybody. This is your host, Fei Wu. And today I am inviting a very different kind of guest to talk about something we haven't yet covered in the past, at least to this level of details on Phase World. That is online marketing and passive income. Unfortunately, I can't use Smart Passive Income, or SPI, because that is Pat Flynn's signature move, though inevitably his name comes up quite a bit in this episode. Why? Phase World has been an experiment of mine for over two years now. Unlike most other podcasts that are focused on niche or unique topic, Phase World's theme is focused on the person or the people I'm interviewing. We believe that there is no set format, step-by-step instruction to guarantee success. Therefore, we decided to interview interesting people from all walks of life. We are all in transitions, whether you admit it or you believe it or not. Precisely why I think it's important to not only talking to people in particular profession exclusively or seeking out type A folks or people who are only successful financially. There is a pretty big variety on Phase World today. If you visit phaseworld.com, midway down the page, you'll notice a choose your own adventure section where you can select the category of conversations you like. For example, agency and digital media, art and design, career advice, or even martial arts, music, travel, performing arts, social services, and technology. As part of my new area of growth, I have personally been exploring the area of online marketing, specifically creating online courses. Just about a month ago in uh, the time frame, I guess would be October and November of 2016, I created a series of live video I called Freelance Live on my Facebook channel, which is facebook.com forward slash faceworld. And it was a wonderful exploration looking into my experience as a freelancer since the beginning of the year. And also my current endeavor, which is to compile my knowledge working in digital production for the past 10 years to a series of courses. 
Turns out this project is much bigger and more sophisticated than I ever thought before. After following a few online gurus who sell courses in the $1,000 range and frankly, too much blabbing, a lovely listener face world named Katie Clark introduced me to a young woman named Kim Jimenez. Kim and I connected right away and scheduled this very interview you're about to hear in two parts. I had taken so much of Kim's time over one and a half hours, largely because she was so fantastic and was willing to be an open book. It was so refreshing to learn from her firsthand on how she created a successful online business for the past two years. The origin story, or rather to say that pivotal moment for her, was helping her then-boyfriend's moving business. Running a simple Facebook ad turned into thousands of dollars worth of business. Hmm, interesting. So who is Kim Jimenez? She is a social media consultant with a ton of energy and a crazy passion for helping small businesses nurture relationships, gain more leads, and attain real results with social media marketing. She calls herself a fun, small-town islander from Puerto Rico, to be exact, with a crazy, overwhelming passion for social media marketing who absolutely loves what she does. The first half of our conversation focuses on Kim's origin story. How did it all begin? Her childhood, then her first business venture, and how she turned a simple Facebook ad to $1,000 business. The second half of our interview gets nerdy, but you will learn exactly how Kim built her business, including generating more than 10,000 emails on her mailing list, which is in our world called lead generation, and how she created those lead magnets, meaning free giveaways, courses, webinars, or eBooks, and how she continues to nurture her network, getting the customers who are best suited for her brand and her offerings. The magic of this conversation is Kim's honesty and her spirit of not giving up easily. Pat Flynn from SPI calls it hard work is magic. When you hear other online entrepreneurs creating something in half a day and sold for a million dollars or watching some guy in a video on Facebook standing next to a Lamborghini and asking you if you want to know the secret, this isn't what Kim is offering to our conversation and certainly isn't what she's teaching. From launching several successful online courses after numerous tries and failures, Kim's new revenue driver, also the most sophisticated course she had offered yet, is called the Business Lounge. From showing you how to run a smart Facebook ad to creating a content calendar to an online public and private forum to get you started and an opportunity for people to help one another, Kim leaves it all on the table for us. This conversation to me is priceless. Hope you enjoy this and please share with others, subscribe to Phase World Podcast, and an honest review on iTunes is incredibly helpful to spread the word of these sung and unsung heroes. Our listeners tell us that these are some of the best stories they have never heard before. Without further ado, please welcome Kim Jimenez to the Phase World Podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I seriously am very, very honored to be here. I'm uh, honored to have you, Kim, because you have really established a, a brand. And I'm as a creator, you know, as a 
businesswoman, I'm sure you know just how important it is to get feedback from people you enjoy, you know, who really benefited from your product, from your services on such a deepened level, you know. But lately, I've been so funny. I really like the style, just having, you know, for us women having these like really real conversations about our struggles and what's truly important to us and why we do what we do, essentially. I downloaded this book uh, from Cal Newport called Deep Work recently, and uh, he is the one who actually wrote the previous book. It was such a hit called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And I just feel like what you are describing and really very much aligned with the way that you do your work, uh, you make it seem so simple. And I love, it's very lighthearted. It's so simple out there. And I don't mean to throw in uh, some other names, but one of the reasons one of my listeners connected with me, I'm happy to reveal her name. She's on your page as well. She's everywhere. So uh, she's Katie Clark. And oh, she's amazing. I love Katie. (laughs) I know. She loves your work. And she was so enthusiastic to share your work with me. And I got hooked right away because um, we were throwing a few names around and we noticed exactly to your point as someone saying, you know, you hate your nine to five, you can accomplish so much more, your life me. I mean, I agree with a lot of that messages, partly of why I started uh, Face World. But, you know, at the same time, you have this approach of saying, you know, it's, you're not saying anything, but I think just by pure presence, um, I think it's a good way for us to kind of uh, segue into your work, really, and your, your website and your social media strategist. And I love uh, your business lounge. Um, which is, let's see, make sure, uh, you know, the business lounge for online creators. You're making these modules of videos and even a video about how to use this forum and who's involved and just make it seem so accessible and not at all intimidating. So before we get right into that, I, I'm so curious that you're, you're young and uh, you're lovely. And uh, where did you grow up? Tell me a little bit more about yourself that hasn't, you know, really come through yet on the website. (laughs) Sure, sure. So thank you, first of all, for asking such a good question. I feel like this is one of the things that most people don't know about me, which is kind of cool. So, you know, I'm kind of your average Hispanic Islander. I was born and raised in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. And I'm 100% Puerto Rican. You know, my parents are Puerto Rican. And um, growing up in Puerto Rico was truly the most amazing blessing. You know, me and my brother, we got to go to the beach on a regular basis. And we had the amazing rainforest and were able to grow, you know, coconuts and mangoes and lemons and pineapples right on our backyard. So... Yes, it was amazing. It's one of the things I miss so much. You know, now I go to the, I go to the to the actual store and I, I do my grocery shopping, and I'm like, really, mangoes are two dollars. Where are you right now? Where do you reside? Right now, I live in Atlanta. Oh, got it. Georgia. Yeah. So I moved to the States uh, in 2010. So late 2010, it was the fall uh, when I was 21. And I came here to go to school and finish my degree in dietetics. But yeah, I grew up in Puerto Rico. And I think a lot of the aspects that attribute to kind of like my creativity and being able to have more of like a bubbly and lively personality has everything to do with my roots. You know, as a culture, Puerto Ricans where we celebrate everything, right? So like everything, there's like 
these insane amounts of holidays and days that people take off. So yeah, I think that's part that kind of comes through in in my work and just being more of like the bubbly kind of personality that that I sometimes am. But yeah, that's that's my background. That's where I grew up. Mm. No, I think it so it makes so much sense because you're you're uh you know how bubbly you are, how positive you are uh, comes through everything you do, the way that you constructed your website, love sort of the light pink touch. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was just uh, I think I was just talking to someone recently about, you know, letting your true self come through and just be proud of it and well, not be overly masculine. You know, shouting out every uh, <laughs> tagline, but you know, like you, you, the way your language. You know, I've been there. I get it. I've done that. Let me help you through uh, what may be intimidating. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. I love that message. And so you've stayed since 2010. And after your degree, I don't think it has too much to do with you, what you're doing now. So what was that? <laughs> so did you have a full time job? I mean, what was that transition after graduation? Yeah, so I actually never completed my degree. So I have to, big disclaimer, I dropped out of college. And I actually dropped out of college my senior year. So I was uh, doing a five-year degree. I actually have um, less than like 15 hours to complete it. So I'm. it's one of the goals that I need to finish. I really need to finish my degree. But I was going to school for nutrition and dietetics. And that was my passion since I've, honestly, since I've been like 14 years old. I love nutrition. I loved learning about the body and, and health. Um, and so I came to school here after just crazy story. My parents were very much encouraging me to move out to, you know, the States and actually pursue a career here. So I did and I, you know, went through school. My senior year in college, I was so overwhelmed with school and was just really honestly depressed. I was very depressed. I missed my friends back home. It was a huge culture shock for me to move to the States, even though I I knew, you know, to speak the language and I had visited here. I had my aunt was here. But I was really, I was in a really uh, kind of like dark place. And I met my now husband, Chris, and he is uh, super entrepreneurial. I mean, the kind of person who's just like born an entrepreneur, right? And I never, ever, ever thought that I would start my own business. Like that wasn't even something that I considered as a possibility because I'm really shy and really introverted. And so my first big immersion into entrepreneurship came at really interesting time. So I was going to school to be a dietitian. And when you're in dietetics, you really, you know, have two career paths. You either become a clinical dietitian and you work, you know, at some kind of hospital or facility uh, helping clinical patients, right? Or you open up your own practice and you kind of become more of like the entrepreneur, So I was taking this course uh, in school that was literally called the Entrepreneurial Nutritionist. And uh, it was really interesting. And I thought it was like so cool. I was like, wow, I don't have to work at the hospital. You know, I don't have to have a boss. What would that look like? And at the same time, I was just dating my now husband and he was working in corporate America 
about four weeks into our relationship, he decided to quit his job and uh, pursue his side business, which was a moving and relocation service for students. So he'd started this gig, you know, back in college to kind of pay his way through school with his brother on during the summers, just moving his his dorm, you know, friends from one dorm to the other, or like moving their furniture and installing furniture for companies, et cetera. And so he decided to start that venture and I was uh, not really spending a lot of time with him, right? So we were like dating long distance. It wasn't very long distance. We lived about two and a half hours away. And so on the weekends, I would go up to see him or he would come down and he was always working, right? He was like in those like startup stages where he's hustling and working really hard. And I had to make a decision. I was like, okay, I'm either going to get involved in this whole entrepreneurial thing with him or we're not going to last very long. So I started learning a lot about marketing and a lot about business. I took a couple of business courses and I just fell in love with it. Like, completely fell in love with business and entrepreneurship and marketing. And I started uh, helping him to, to market his business. And long story short, you know, we struggled or he struggled a lot with his business at the beginning stages where, you know, he wasn't taking a salary and we're just trying to get the word out there. And we tried all kinds of crazy things that didn't work. And finally, um, I started learning more about social media marketing and Facebook specifically. So one, like one day we were talking and I said, you know what, I really think we need to focus on this Facebook thing. And we started building his page with like inviting all of our friends and family, starting working with sororities and fraternities. And long story, short, we invested about $400 in Facebook advertising. That was like all the money in the world we had, right? Like we were literally as like broke uh, college per, like college kid, me and him just starting a business. It was like all the money in the world we had. We literally like put it together, credit cards, part of like loan reimbursement, student loan reimbursement. And over a period of like four months, we spent $100 a month in Facebook ads and doing a lot of like organic stuff as well, right? And at the end of the summer, which was his busy season, because students are moving in and out, right, of, of their dorms at the beginning of the summer and then moving back in at, at the end, we really took note of every single customer and how they found us. And at the end, we reviewed it and we found that $23,000 of our earnings came directly from Facebook. Oh, my God. Marketing. <laughs> yeah. Wait which was, a minute. over a period of how long? Just four months. So four months. It was incredible. Like we were just, I couldn't, literally couldn't believe it. We went back and like did the math 17 times. I was like, this is, this can't be real. It was crazy. And back then, Faye, you know, the ads weren't even in the newsfeed. They were just in the right hand column, but we were so, uh, we were so local, like we were so locally based. That was very simple to find the right target audience, right? We just targeted like sororities and fraternities and got the word out there. And I don't think that you know, realistically, you can replicate similar results today just mm-hmm. because of the competition. Oh, my God. But back then, it was like this light bulb moment, right? Where I was like, this is 
real and we have to pursue this. This is incredible. And I just fell in love with social media uh, in general and decided, you know what, I want to get an internship doing some kind of marketing. I think that it can help me, you know, in my future career. And I ended up um, getting an internship, a paid internship as a social media director for a local advertising and marketing firm. So I got my start there and I started really working with a lot of local businesses and just trying out stuff. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a lighter load this this quarter because we went to school in quarters. And I'm just going to focus in on this social media thing because I'm so passionate about it. Like I felt so alive. It was just this one thing where... Um, I was in constant conflict because I was about to finish my career, but I had, I felt like I found my true passion in life. And I was like, what, how is this possible? You know, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be a dietitian. And now this thing comes along that makes no sense that could go away at any point in time. And I'm absolutely, you know, head over heels uh, in love with it. And so I talked to my parents and they said, you know what? Just explore the passion that you have for this. Uh, we see how happy you are and how fulfilled you are. Just explore it and see where it goes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I accumulated a few questions. I had no idea we we're going to get into like so many different interesting stories, like mini moments. Uh, some are the really magnifying moments. I have a quick question about that $400 Facebook ad, if you don't mind. <laughs> totally. Um, first of all, I would love to hire you to do that. And uh, <laughs> as you said... <laughs> There's a lot of competition out there, but $23,000 for a moving relocation service is really a lot. How many clients or customers generated that amount? Do you know? We're like, what is the average cost of a customer? Sure. So the average move for us was about $300 to $500. So we had a really high amount of customers and clients. I don't know the exact number. At the end of the summer, we had done, I mean, at least 1,500 moves. It was a lot. So we uh, hired, we had an entire team and an entire crew, right? We didn't do the, the moves ourselves. We hired, uh, you know, students and friends and cousins, anyone who would who would be willing to kind of uh, take on. And, and we actually turned down a lot of jobs. I think there was a lot of word of mouth involved as well. But when we asked our customers and clients, where did you hear from us initially? All of them said, not all of them, but most of them said, oh, we found you on Facebook. You know, we found your page or we saw the ad or, um, you know, one of our friends referred us to your Facebook page because we didn't even have a website at that point in time. So that was really the only way. Either you found us online or you call. incredible. I just did a very quick math here. You know, it's anywhere around, you know, four to $10 on average, you're able to generate three, about 300 to $500 in revenue. That's like completely out of proportion. I mean, this is amazing. Wow. 
Well, thanks for sharing this. I mean, I could easily start asking about the business model there, but in this case, I mean, I I want to make sure that this episode is more focused on on you and it's very <laughs> clear why you picked social media and and I think, you know, based on what I've heard from some of the other guests, whether it's social media or something else, but people do fall in love in, you know, some most unexpected moments and places and they're able to kind of transform that experience into something, you know, in, in your case, more permanent. So from, I don't know, what which summer? Was it 2012, 2013 or... That was 2012. That was summer of 2012. All right. So you've been doing this, uh, your business here, just about three years. So that, to a quick math there, is telling me that it took roughly about 12 months for your business to kind of take off. And tell me about that process of like building a website, getting your first few clients. What was that like? Sure, sure. So, you know, I was really blessed because it kind of just happened organically. You know, I was telling you about the internship that I got. And so, first of all, I was not confident that I could replicate results as as amazing as we got, you know, that first summer. And uh, to be super transparent, you know, it's you have to have like the right timing and you have to be in the right business and at the right place and time. And just everything kind of came together for us. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, we're going to have this Facebook ad and it's just going to be magical. We had no idea this would happen, but we had a really good product and we had very, very little competition at that point in time. And it just, we're blessed, honestly. That's just the only way I can explain it because there's no way that I can guarantee, you know, a 400, 600% return on every single Facebook ad. I've seen it before. It's definitely happened and it, it's definitely real, but there's a lot of other variables in play. So I wanted to make sure that uh, I knew how to do it because a lot of our family and friends uh, and our entrepreneurial friends who had their own businesses were asking, how are you guys doing this? You know, how, how is it working? Can you help me? And um, I really got my start doing th- this internship where I worked with, you know, eight or nine different business owners implementing marketing campaigns and marketing strategies, specifically with inbound marketing, and had really amazing success with that. And then it just kind of grew organically. I decided that I wanted to pitch my first client and it was... Um, the local uh, cardiologist. So I started just taking on anyone who I thought, you know, would would kind of be helpful. And I ended up working that first couple of months, I worked with about 10 small businesses, um, trying to just, you know, get a better idea of, of how that would work. But I actually got an opportunity to work as uh, the social media coordinator for a large corporation in town. So I went through the summer, right? It's 2013, early 2013, about January. I get the internship. And then March of 2013, I get a Facebook message, a couple of Facebook messages from the company uh, basically saying, hey, you know, we want to build our social media department from the ground up and we think you're going to be a great candidate. At this point in time, I had already started blogging about social media and kind of documenting what we had been learning through our own business, but it wasn't anything major, right? Like I wasn't being intentional about getting clients. I didn't even think that this was going to be a real thing for me or that it was going to be a business. It was just me kind of pursuing my passion for social media. And uh, they basically said, hey, we've looked at your blog. We really like what you're doing. We see that you have experience in social media marketing. And I think, you know, we think that you would be the the perfect fit. And so they offered me the job, uh, basically their student housing 
development and management company with over 14 different properties across uh, the SEC. And my job was to build their market, their social media marketing department from the ground up. And so, you know, I was tasked with uh, creating all of their campaigns and hiring uh, their entire virtual team and uh, managing over 63 social media accounts at the same time, which was crazy because I did not feel qualified at that time. But, um, you know, I didn't have any like formal education in like marketing or communication, but it worked out amazingly well. And um, this company had a multi seven figure marketing budget. So we did some incredible things, uh, you know, with their campaigns at a really high level that I had never experienced before. Right. Because I was working with small business owners who had very limited budgets like like we did when we first started with Chris's company. So uh, working with this corporation full time, I still kept some of my clients. I kept about three of my clients on the side that just came about through my website, through my videos, um, kind of contacted me. Some were local, others were you know, Canada and Puerto Rico and Mexico. But I was working about 60 hours a week, Faye, and burning the candle at both ends, coming home uh, and working on my clients and on my own website till two in the morning, You know, waking up the next day uh, and doing it again. And I burnt out so quickly, so fast. I can totally relate to that. I mean, for me to kind of started two two years ago with my podcast and a full-time job, also working in digital agencies, I was standing in front of the computer two, three in the morning. Yeah, please continue. I completely relate to that. <laughs> well, that's it's good to hear. It's, it's awesome to hear uh, that kind of you understand what it's like. So, you know, I took the job, I put school on hold and I was working 60 hours a week and I was like totally exhausted. It really was more like 80 hours a week because I was working with my clients and kind of doing my own thing. And I remember being so exhausted that the perfect dream job. Like I felt like the luckiest person in the world, right? I was working very flexible kind of uh, company culture, an amazing company, really great people, people that understood the work that I was doing that gave me, you know, the space to be innovative and creative at 22 years old, almost 23, where they should have never trusted me with that big of a marketing budget and that much of, of kind of, you know, a department to kind of run, but it was amazing. And I I loved the people that I was working with, but I felt dead inside. It was so stressful to wake up in the morning and go to work and come back home and do the work that I thought that I was meant to do in the world. And I remember talking to, to Chris and him telling me, you know what, you've wanted to start a business before, like you've, you've been thinking about it, but I really think that this is the right time. And I was like, what? Are you crazy? Like I just started this and I haven't even finished my degree. And now you're going to start a business. I don't know the first thing about starting a business. You know, I'm not entrepreneurial. My parents are college professors. I grew up around academia my whole life. And so I was just really torn. And I remember talking, uh, sitting down for lunch with my father-in-law and asking him, he had gone through similar situations in, in his career where he had, you know, switched companies a couple of times. And I was asking him, you know, do you think this is the right decision? I feel so guilty and ungrateful because so many of my friends are unemployed, right? And they have degrees. And here I am with my dream job. And I'm just not alive. Like, I don't feel happy. 
And um, he he told me this one kind of phrase that has always stuck with me. He basically said, Kim, you should never feel guilty about moving from a good place in your life to a better place. And I felt like in that moment, he gave me permission to really just pursue my passion and really make the decisions that I needed to make in order to build the life that I wanted, not just the business that I wanted, but also the life that I wanted. And um, yeah, that that week I turned in my resignation. And a couple hours later, I got a, a phone call from the president of the company saying, let's talk about this in the morning. I think that you should kind of sleep on it. And let's talk about it in the morning. And I did. And he was basically telling me, like, is it the money? You know, is it the hours? What's going on? And I was just like, look, I just love working here. I love working with you guys. But I feel like my calling is to work with small business owners. I love keeping my clients on the side. I love doing that. And I just don't think that this is what I'm supposed to do. And he was like, okay, I completely understand that. But how about you uh, actually you know, launch your business and then we become your first corporate client. That's awesome. And yeah. And I was like, what? I could not believe it. And uh, yeah, so I did that for a year and a half and kind of build my audience, you know, in the meantime and uh, build my website and started posting a lot of YouTube videos and just via content marketing was how to answer your question. Very long story. Um, to answer your question, that's how I got my, my first couple of clients. Well, that's incredible. I love the journey in such details because, you know, I, I feel like your website is very clean and you have a lot of great content. And at the same time, I really haven't read uh, yet, like all the stories you were able to share with me. And I think I don't, I don't think I would be surprised that many of your followers, you know, thousands and thousands of them on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube have really experienced uh, your life in such a way because, I look forward to this conversation because I feel like so many people out there in your positions uh, around your age, maybe a little bit older, are trying exclusively to teach people how to be a coach. And that's it in a way that it bothers me a bit uh, in terms of just how single dimensional that is, but also the way they made it sound like a step-by-step instruction, like one, two, three, and you're there. And, you know, and then you're talking about eight figure and I just laugh. It's like seven figures, no longer a viable, (laughs) what is that goal that people are seeking for? And it's always eight figure. It's always um, some guy driving a Lamborghini, but there's something really intimate about the way you share your journey. And so people know that, look, you are young and uh, if people don't start uh, when they were 22, 23, it's going to take them just as long, two, three years to really tip their toes. So I, I love that process. Um, with that said, I, I'm hearing, you know, that was a story from three years ago. So since you're an open book, I'm really interested in learning more about your business model now. What is uh, basically the breakdown of how you uh, spend your time, you know, how many clients are agency, corporate clients? Do you have, do you work with people one-on-one, like individual clients? And you also have a business lounge, which is the ultimate, I mean, this is a smart passive income, like a revenue generator in your sleep. So tell me a bit more about that. Sure, sure. So, you know, when I started my business, I had a really clear, for whatever reason, I'm not 
quite sure why. I, I just did a lot of research on different business models and what would be, you know, the ideal kind of journey or the evolution of my business. And I kind of broke it down into three phases, right? So the first phase, I was going to learn the ropes and do as much of the work as I possibly could, right? I wanted to be in the trenches. I wanted to really work with clients one-on-one -on -one and manage their social media uh, accounts, manage their marketing, um, and then get really, really into you know the details of specifics. I wanted to be able to calculate ROI and send in the reports, you know, and manage the team. And that's what I did for the first year, year and a half in in the business. And so the second phase was pretty much doing consulting and then transitioning from you know kind of doing the actual content creation uh, to more of the over site. And um, consulting really just came into play just as a very natural transition. People were asking, uh, my customers, my clients were asking uh, for more of, of a path where I could go in and analyze their overall marketing messages and kind of bridge the gap between online marketing, the online marketing that they were doing, and also the offline marketing that they were doing. You know, they're traditional businesses who are very much in line with kind of old school marketing tactics. So um, I did a lot of consulting in that second phase and I kept a couple of management clients and eventually phased most of them out and started doing mostly all consulting. And I was uh, working with online business owners, you know, uh, the roofing company down the street. I was working with a hospital, you know, a thousand miles away and all kinds of different models. From that point on uh, last year, you know, the third kind of phase was moving into teaching and uh, doing that through information products, right? You know, courses and memberships and programs like that. So right now, I'm kind of like in that last transition. I still have about three core consulting clients. One of them is a corporate client and two of them are just there's a realtor and uh, an author. And I work with them one-on-one. -on -one. They're very exclusive clients that I uh, have worked with for you know over a year and I really, really enjoy working with them. But mostly I'm focused on the business lounge and opening up that membership as well as the rest of, of my kind of one-off courses. Nice. I mean, this is really amazing. And I love how you uh, broke it down into phases. And by the way, that's the way you articulated that. I am also in transition. I am not in step phase three right now. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I guess I'm still in phase one. That's so fascinating the way you broke it down because <laughs> this is the information that's often that's often missing. Perhaps this could be your one of your new mini courses. Yeah. You know, and there's something really honest and transparent about podcasting, if you know, especially if the guest is willing to, and you just get so much more out of it. And thank you for kind of thinking it through clearly. You definitely spend some time articulating and kind of in your own mind and sit down and say, what exactly did I do in the past three years? And, you know, each one of the phases may take a year, may take a little less, some may be a little longer, but it's very helpful to me. And I'm sure at this point, my listeners like, yes, somebody's breaking it down piece by piece, you know, Absolutely. I'm glad that you, that you pointed that out and I'm glad that it was helpful. But also keep in mind, um, first of all, this is one of the questions that I get asked really frequently, right? From online business owners, like, what is my path? How do I figure that out? And I think that's completely unique to every single business, right? You have to figure out your own 
path, your own phases. And your phases might be longer or much shorter than mine, right? It doesn't mean that you have to transition every year, kind of like I have. It's just been a natural transition for me where I've gauged, am I ready? You know, is this the right time? Uh, am I, do I have the audience that I need in order to make this transition? Is this something that I'm passionate about and that I want to do? You know, I, I see so many businesses uh, that are really successful in phase one and they want to stay in phase one, right? They want to be the technician. They want to actually be in the trenches and provide the service. And uh, that's, they're happy in that phase and they thrive and their customers and clients love it, right? And that's totally okay. Like I'm there cheering you on. I think you have to get really honest with yourself and think about what do I want to accomplish long-term? And um, am I pursuing the work that I want to ultimately pursue? And am I ready you know, to take that next step uh, emotionally, mentally, and, and also financially? And so I think that no matter where you are, kind of like in your business, laying out an overall journey and an overall path is definitely a great idea, but also being flexible about it and knowing that life is going to happen, okay? And there's things that you can't control is definitely uh, something to keep in mind. You're just, uh, there's so much maturity in the way that not only you're talking about business, but also life. And, uh, you know, I noticed so much so in the past couple of years that I am purposely seeking out people like yourself across different age ranges. And you get to learn so much more because once you kind of peel yourself away from the traditional corporate America and you're actively thinking about these things and, you know, jumping through hurdles, working through your own struggles, there is a level of, like you said, there's like the level of zenness, you know, it's a, you're kind of in this, like not you're never constantly balanced, but you know kind of how to bounce back and just be more resilient. I love some of the language is so funny, like that you're using, like, you know, my courses are for, you know, creators, coaches, entrepreneurs, podcasters, uh, but my courses are not for, I love negative Nancy's complainers, <laughs> get, get rich quick. See, I love that because truly that's just very mindful in terms of how you approach your business. Hey, it's Faye. I am back for a few words at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy what you heard. You can visit us online at faceworld.com or social channels such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, also under FaceWorld to keep things simple. I personally review and respond to all the messages. Love to hear from you. Thank you and lots of hugs. See you next week. <laughs>